You are listening to the Savage Fincast, episode 20, How to Get Ahead in Life. Chicago. A criminal mastermind called Overlord held our city in his terrifying grip. Ordinary cops were losing the battle against Overlord's super freaks and mutants. Then, a miracle happened. When I found him, he had no memory of his past. I helped him find an identity and a life. Now we have a fighting chance. Now we have the dragon. This is the Savage Fincast, the show that is like a boomerang to the jugular. (laughs) I'm Jim Purcell. I'm Craig Olson. And I'm Raven Perez. And uh, this episode, uh, we're going to be talking later on about the latest issue, 188. Uh, We were a little bit behind on getting the review out for 187, so we're uh, we're trying to get this one out a bit faster. Try to get caught up. We can do it. I believe we can. We will. (laughs) So, uh, we don't got a lot of Eric Larson news this uh this month, uh, but we will uh, get right into what we do have. Yeah, jumping right into that, uh, looks like there's going to be a dragon story from 1984. It'll be printed in color for the first time. Exciting so, stuff. It is. It's a, a short Savage Dragon strip originally created in 1984. It's for a project that fell through. It's going to be printed in color. For the first time ever as a backup feature, you're going to see that in Savage Dragon 189. And uh, the strip was initially printed in black and white in the Savage Dragon Archives number 4, the comic miniseries published in 1999, not the recent collected editions of the same name. But, yeah, that's funny because that always gets confused. He had that, you know, he reprinted the mini series of the extra pages and called it you know, the Savage Dragon archives. And then he did those black and white kind of, uh, essential editions and called them archives. So it's, it gets confusing. <laughs> the, only, yeah. the only confusing part is that they haven't been followed up with. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think I've been waiting five or six years for those black and white archive books to continue. Yeah. He came out with the first two, right. And we ran up to like, 50 or 50 something last i heard the issue was that uh some of the black backgrounds needed to be redone and that's the yeah. last we ever heard of them <laughs> well you know at, on, at the same time if if it's got to be a, a choice between the book pushing forward at a so fast we can't podcast at that rate right or <laughs> we get collections of things we've read in black and white i'll, I'll take those fast new issues right 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 um, I know with this, uh, this strip, you can actually read the whole thing on Eric's Facebook page. Oh, yeah. I think people have asked us what his Facebook page is. I don't know off the top of my head, but if you just go to Facebook and type in Eric Larson or Savage Dragon, yeah. you can find it. should it. be the first. And you, you don't, from what I understand, you don't, like, I don't think he can accept friends anymore or something, but you can still follow him. Like his yeah. page is still open. It's kind of like Art Adams doesn't have a private page at all. But you just can't be his friend because he's just got too many. Yeah, yeah. But, but uh, um, it's not got gonna... a good. It's not got a good short address. I, I just looked it up, 
And yeah, there's not some quick short address that you can say. It's just like XYZ WV117. Yeah, it's nothing you'd want to like remember <laughs> remember from us saying. So just search for it. That's easier. Yeah. And I think, well, what he did was he, he actually had it colored two different ways. And I think he was the one that colored it, but he had it, you know, go for the old kind of newsprint, you know, look of like the 80s. And then he also did it in like a modern color technique sweet and i the, think he's the one he's i gonna, saw look like newish yeah but i think he's actually gonna use the the oldish look like he did with that vanguard uh backup strip from nice. not too long ago remember that yeah. one with uh yeah the, the, uh, the one uh the original vanguard number one story yeah, the megaton. yeah, yeah. The megaton one That's yeah cool. i think he's gonna go for that look again well i, I look forward to that That's awesome Yep. So the other bitter news we have comes from our friend uh, Adam Pruitt. Uh, he's a forwarding uh, message he got from uh, Gary uh, Carlson. From Gary Carlson, uh, and he writes uh, to all my Chicagoland friends in the Northwest suburbs. I'll, I will be at the Mighty Con at Pheasant Run in St. Charles, Illinois, on Saturday, June twenty-second. Stop by and say hi. To me and my old Megaton buddy, Frank Fosco. We'll be there all day Saturday. We'll be there all day Saturday only for Ninja, for Ninja Turtle Fest. We'll have Ninja Turtle, Night Watchmen, Megaton, Big Bang Comics, and Vanguard comic books to sign and sell. So, Frank Fosco and Gary Carlson at uh, in St. Charles, Illinois on the 22nd. Man, I wish I could be there. Yeah, it sounds pretty cool. Yeah, it sounds sweet. You don't want to miss it. Sounds like they finally got those Night Watchmen books printed. They yeah, we'll have about to find our, out more yeah. about that. Yeah, we'll yeah. find out more about those books. Unless they're talking about the older. I don't know if they, were they, were, was it an older reprint? I'm honestly not sure. They they did have, like, Night Watchmen solo issues, I believe. Oh, okay. That may be, I think it may. might be the new stuff. But I would love to, like chat those guys up you know in person yeah. you know it's too bad i mean they're probably you know not gonna be able to venture out you know into like our areas of philly or something like that because they just don't have anything really new maybe that maybe with the night watchman thing we'll see gary carlson come out yeah um and do the the circuit but um i think that's probably close that that's probably close to their home the well yeah, that's what it sounds uh, like is that they're coming to going to a local con yeah yeah I would uh, I have you know all those Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle issues, but I would definitely snap up some extra ones if I, uh, you know, since they're so rare. It sounds like they probably would bring a bunch with them. At, uh, really hard to get. So if you guys are in that area, you, the listeners out there, and you want to snap up some rare Savage Dragon issues, they'll probably have them on them. I know at one point uh, Frank Fosco was bringing some of the the Teenage Mutant Ninja. I not. I was I saying Savage Dragon. I meant Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah. Um, I know uh, Frank was bringing some of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle uh, image trades, which are very, very rare. I think I had like the first five issues, which you can't really find anywhere, not even on eBay. Yeah, they are hard to find. I don't know if find. he ran out of those. but Man, Sounds like an opportunity you just can't miss then. Yeah, plus the Big Bang. We hyped that up a couple of episodes ago, Big Bang Comics, and uh, with our interview with Gary, and if he's got – you know, extra issues of those. Those are also uh, kind of rare. Um, 
it's not like they're worth any you know much money or anything like that. Well, they're just hard but to find. They're hard to find, and they're incredibly awesome. That's the thing. Real fun books. They're not very expensive when you find them, but they're pretty much hard, impossible. It's just to finding find them. them. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So if you can go, I would suggest it. Snap up some great books. Sweet. So that's our that's our news, I guess. Uh, kind of a a small news uh, month. Hopefully we'll have more. Hopefully next episode we'll have solicitation info for the big 193 and details about stuff like that. So Yeah, and 193 that's what Eric says is supposed to be a big change yeah. in the book. So Cool. So uh let's jump into our Savage Dragon trivia which we've kind of made a regular segment of the show. Um Last episode, for episode 90, um, we had a, a guest interview with Gavin Higginbotham, so we uh, created a trivia question uh, about him. And the trivia question, I don't know it word for word, but it was something like, you know, before being credited as Savage Dragon's editor, Gavin Higginbotham was previously credit- credited in a Savage Dragon book, Name the Book. And we had... a. Uh, few responses i got four letters um first person to answer was uh uh matt talbot um and so he won our prize um i don't know what he's gonna get yet i gotta look through uh the fincast vault and find something and uh we will uh we'll let him know and we'll post it on uh, the forums um but matt talbot wrote uh hey guys the answer to your latest trivia question is, I believe, the Savage Dragon Companion number one, which I remember because I co-designed that publication. And in a related note, I must sadly also confess that Gavin's name was misspelled on said credit page, and I will never live it down. Dope. Love the <laughs> podcast, Matt Talbot. Um, and you guys might remember uh, Matt Talbot and uh, Rich Woodall drew a backup in Savage Dragon and. I can't remember the the issue number, but it was like the origin of uh, of Killcat, I believe, and I think it was done in like a Bob Kane style. I think I like remember old school Batman style. Yeah, I think I remember that. And they, he's also had pinups. Um, he works on a, a creator own property with Rich Woodall called Johnny Raygun, which at one time I think was supposed to cross over with Savage Dragon. It might still happen. I don't know, or if it's in limbo or whatever. But um, Matt's quite the inker, and uh, we're happy that he listens. And congratulations on winning, even though he uh, he wrote he uh, helped design the companion, so I guess he would know better than anyone. I propose we get him a lavishly wrapped dog poo. <laughs> he might enjoy it. It'll be yeah. lavishly wrapped. Uh, just to go on to uh, lavishly wrapped. <laughs> <laughs> it's in the presentation. You know? uh, it's not much. Just... Savage Dragon comics. Exactly. <laughs> Gold foil. I was thinking, you know, just something really uh, fancy, you know? It's the thought that counts. <laughs> Other guys that wrote in included uh, John Panozzi. Uh He said, I believe the Savage Dragon related book that Gavin worked on was the Savage Dragon Companion, which Gavin helped provide research for. We also got a letter from David Brandstetter who said, hey, this one was easy. The answer you're looking for is the Savage Dragon Companion. Gavin rocks. Gavin does indeed rock. Um, and lastly, Gavin wrote in. 
Did he? he said, <laughs> I, <laughs> I love doing the Savage Dragon Companion. The guys who worked on it all got sent issues 97 to 99 via email so we could do the issue summaries before publication. Fun. So that's kind of cool to know that Eric had three issues done before the publication was put out. So I I guess he had them all done in advance, which is pretty wild. Including 100, uh, which was a beast. Yeah. So uh, he then he goes on to say, can't wait for volume two. Um, <laughs> and I know Eric is, again, mentioned on Facebook on one of his threads that he was indeed going to do a volume two companion. So be on the lookout for more news on that. Um, and I was going to say something else, but I totally forgot. Oh, I think... You were going to talk about how we're going to do random prizes. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Um, in the past, we uh, awarded the first person to write in the uh, the prize. And I think what we'll do from, from now on, oh, I meant the first person to correctly answer the prize, get the prize. And it seems like everyone pretty much gets our trivia. So we got we to <laughs> get better at this. Yeah. So what we're going to do uh, going on is uh, – We'll just everyone that answers correctly answers will uh, their names will get put in a hat and we'll we'll pick one person. That way it won't discourage uh, latecomers from writing in. Um, so we're cool. fine. We finally tuned. We're gonna get this trivia thing to do, down to where it's a well-oiled machine. I still think it's hilarious that Gavin's name was spelled wrong in the companion. I think, I think that was just like I think like it's a hilarious. Stab. Gavin answered that question. <laughs> it's like, what is Gavin's favorite food? And you're just like, Gavin's not allowed to answer. I think we were laughing last episode. What if Gavin got that wrong? <laughs> he will. We'll get. We'll stump him. We'll stump the world one day. We will. We I'm we not, definitely will. One, one day it's going to be so hard. No one's going to. No one's going to be able to answer. <laughs> That's it. I want to. I want to dream up the impossible trivia question. I want to get. Your e- task. That's your task, Raven. You I will. It. Just wait, guys. Trivia fans. One day, it's coming. Well, speaking of possible trivia questions, what do we have for this uh, episode, Craig? Uh, for this episode, we're gonna do something Daredevil related, but not the Daredevil from this book. Uh. Eric Larson, the question would be, Eric Larson drew Spider-Man and Marvel's Daredevil side-by-side in two books. Name them. So, uh, again, Eric Larson drew Spider-Man and Marvel's Daredevil side-by-side in two Marvel books. Can you name them? Which two? And it's kind of a trick question in a way. I'm going to go ahead and say, I don't think you can, listener. (laughs) Unless they come up with like three or four books, and then I'll feel like an idiot. <laughs> well, then you know you did. I at you least know them. two. There might be more out there, but I think there's only two. <laughs> I've been wrong before, like the first trivia question. So that's the yeah. trick: is you're really asking what two issues am I thinking of? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Well, if you if you uh, if you guess more than two and you're correct, you will be the winner. <laughs> Put it that way. So yeah. Anyway, if you, if you know, if you have a guess or you know the answer, email us at uh, savagefincast at gmail dot com. And as always, we will read uh, your responses on the air. Thanks, Jim, for reeling me in. I'm starting to go off on tangents here. <laughs> um. 
Well, should we move on to the, the meat of the episode? I think there's a meaty issue to come. I think let's do it. <laughs> Savage Dragon 188. What a cover on this, huh? Looks like Eric decided to go with uh, Beat Up against my better yeah. wishes. <laughs> there was a... That was like a couple, two or three months ago. Yeah, he, he kind of uh, threw it out there, which, which, you know, was asking people what they preferred. And it was the, this beat up cover, or just like a normal kind of flat colored, was it? Yeah, it, yeah. it was this. It was the same color scheme, except for it was clean. Gotcha. And by clean, I mean like none of the fake tears or right. And I preferred that version because, as I believe I've said before, when these old comics were originally published, they don't come pre-beat up. <laughs> That's my job. So you can buy it and we can fold it ourselves and yes, rub sandpaper on it. You know what it is? The trick is is that these covers are going to actually reverse degrade. So they're going to look new in a few years. That would be I an just, interesting twist on it. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you preserve it. Oh, you know what? You know this is okay, this is this is going to be stupid, but uh <laughs> Have you guys heard what DC is doing with their with their uh, 3D cover technology? Oh yeah, no. do that. No, except do I want for him? one cover's clean and the other one's dirty. You just got to tilt it left and right. So wait, what are they doing? It, it's the, like it's I like new idiot, new 3D printing technology. It's like those plastic sheets that if you turn them left and right, it looks like something's moving. Uh, except for now, uh, it's uh, for 3D. I, What's sad is I actually know it's called lenticular. Lenticular. Yeah, it, yeah, I know what that is. And it's been around for a bit, but what's so funny is Jim is right 100%. For some reason, there was a recent breakthrough in lenticular printing, and the very first exposure a lot of people had to this was the Hobbit posters. Okay. And so when the Hobbit posters came out, now my, I, frankly, I'm sorry, if anybody remembers... When Kick Ass came out, its movies posters were done in that lenticular style. And, the new, and, and this is it. It's like it's paper, right? It's not like the old hard plastic ones that it is. Yeah, the only the lenticular it, stuff I'm like familiar with is like the Secret Wars character shields, where you you know it's like two different pictures or something when you look at it at different angles. Yeah, I think that's the basic of the basis of the technology. But this is the, there's like been a new printing technique or a new paper technique to like make it thinner. And it's three D. And it creates 3D imagery. It's really good. Like 3D it, it, glasses like would at the movies, that sort of thing. If you are in Walmart and you see The Hobbit on DVD, the special editions had this exact same effect. Yeah, I think I've seen that that, that on uh, Finding Nemo 3D and Monsters, yeah. Inc. 3D Blu-ray covers. I think it's the same general principle. Yep, mm -hmm. and it looks really, really good. What's funny is that anybody would... I mean, just the new Fifty Two is so gimmicky. It's so crazy. It's like nine. It's like Marvel uh, period nineteen ninety five. It is. Garbage. Mm -hmm. So you're saying garbage? Pretty much, yeah. You know, <laughs> okay. Collector's item number one. You know, incinerator <laughs> fodder. Ugh. <laughs> but this cover, the logo is a throwback to Savage Dra or I mean uh, Daredevil's uh, logo. It's a uh, Silver Street Comics, right? Silver, that's right, that's right. And that was the reason, because this was uh, Daredevil and the Claws' big battle, so the, even the logo is a throwback to Daredevil. So this is a big Daredevil issue. Yeah, this is a huge Daredevil issue. I mean, we'll find out as we go on, but this ties up a lot of things. Before we jump into the meat, I do want to say Josh has the fancy spelling on his last name again. 
the um, how's a word for that? Umlau. Umla? Umla or something like that. <laughs> I just <laughs> call it the IKEA. Oh. <laughs> it's got them double dots. It's got that strange colon. But it's weird that it wasn't on the last issue. It seems to come and go. <laughs> I wonder if there's a reason or if it's just uh, whoever's doing the typing forgets. More ribbing. Just the one more little rib. You said strange colon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. It's shitty, chitty, bang, bang commentary. Where does this come from, man? Like, was Eric just watching, like, the Chitty Chitty Bang Bang DVD? It just, I mean... It, it's just... It's this exchange just feels like it's, like, a natural thing. It almost seems like... I don't know how... Op- Eric often says that Dragon is himself and that a lot of what he thinks, Dragon thinks. And this just seems like mm-hmm. an everyday conversation he may have had in his own head or with somebody else. And he just decided to go, hey, teenagers talk like this. So he's got Malcolm and Maxine talking about Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. In the Q&A, he actually says that the uh, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang uh, came from, I think him and his son were watching it, and they just realized how weird that was. There you go. Drawn from life. It's a great father-son movie to watch. (laughs) Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. I honestly have never seen the movie. I think it makes Malcolm... I think I seen it a long time ago, but I don't remember. I think it makes Malcolm a little weird for him to say it's a, one of his favorite movies. <laughs> <laughs> he is all over the map, that kid. Can't get a read on him. Like Speed Racer, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang? Well, he likes cars. Maybe that's the tie. Oh, maybe. Yeah, there you go. Moving right along, I guess. I, I do like this, you know, this opening scene where I, I like how Rex's laboratory is still in the same spot. If you remember, that's basically where Dragon's house used to be before it was turned to rubble. And it's still rubble. That what, it's still like a Yeah, lot it's still rubble, rubble. With just with just a little elevator kind of uh, protruding. Uh, yeah. Was the um, fingerprint... I feel like that was new information. I never questioned how they got down to the lab. Right. Yeah, I think that's new. I think that's new. Malcolm's like, yeah, it only responds to my fingerprint. And I was like, oh, it's cool. You know, just a little extra. Well, it makes sense, because he doesn't just want people wandering in. <laughs> to his outhouse, his fancy science outhouse. <laughs> fancy science outhouse. <laughs> it's what it is, basically. It's what it is. Should have been disguised so, as a port john the whole time. <laughs> I just like how it's in the middle of like a residential area, or at least I pictured I, it yeah, as. I mean, there's a house in the background in the first picture, so I assume it is. And everyone just accepts that some crazy robot and spiky chick live, Underground. you know, 100 feet below them. Probably under all of their houses because his lab goes on for a ways. <laughs> uh, and you flip the page and badoom. Yeah, Larson draws the best, like, giant monsters, crazy Kirby-esque monsters. <laughs> it's Love, just a... I, Go ahead, sorry. No, I was just gonna say he's just a simpleton. Like he's just a you know, a tongue and claw. You know, just a, <laughs> he doesn't I seem love, like. I love the little uh, Kirby kind of fingernails he gives monsters, like the little like, the weird little tips to the square fingers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> such a Kirby thing. It's like it's so weird, but it's they're, it's like, so they're good. like claws, but they're not really drawn as claws, but they're claws. Yeah, like Kirby did that all the time, and he's like the only other person i know would kind of do that and it's just it works and i love how giant monsters still wear underwear 
Oh yeah, that's that's so and that's so great. Like the scene where he's floating off into the you know the zone, and he's got his uh purple little purple tidies on there, <laughs> like his fin fang foom underwear. Monsters don't want to be indecent. No, <laughs> they don't want to see giant monster dong floating around Dimension <laughs> X. I love it. So what this whole scene is about is apparently wrapping up uh, all that stuff's been going on with Wildstar over the last Ugh, ten years. Yeah. Apparently there's more than one of them, and there's more than one of his girlfriend. And mm-hmm. par- Skylark. I don't, I don't know a lot about Wildstar or Skylark or um, Hardware, I think his name is. Because, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, Wildstar's series never lasted very long, and pretty much everything I know about Wildstar is his appearances in Savage Dragon. Yep. Well, he had two series. He did. And the second series was more, like, dragon-centric, I think, because, like, I think... Mighty Man or someone like appears in the second series, and but, remember too, he became Soul Star at one point because of a copyright. I think battle. that's still on the books. I think he still can't be called Wild Star on the cover. But well, he's but even on the inside, if you look at the what do you call that the the text on that inside page where it gives all the copyright. Oh, let's see here. They call him Michael Gabriel. That's oh, his, like, yeah, there you go. Real name. They don't even use Wild Star on the copyright, and, so presumably. And even in the book. Rex Dexter uh, refers to him as Michael Gabriel. I am so glad you pointed that out because when he was like Michael Gabriel, I was like, who the hell is that? Yeah, it's kind of confusing. I I mean... It's unfortunate. Yeah. I want to see more of these guys. Yeah, I actually do like Wildstar as a character. I like him as a character, but I'm kind of... It sounds like from Eric's Q&A and stuff like that that he's done on the book that he's kind of – this this scene is kind of just wrapping that up, getting these guys kind of out of the picture now. They're right. not really owned by Eric. Right. They're a cool visual, but you know when they only appear every 20 issues or even more, probably like every 40 issues and it's like – you know, last time Wildstar had his own series was you know, 15 years something. or more. Yeah, it's like – you lose track about what he's all about and it just gets hard to follow. And I think, you know, we were talking a little bit before we started recording and we can talk more about it, but I think we're all pretty confused about, you know, where all these characters stand and their doppelgangers. And right. It's just, you know, even as hardcore Savage Dragon fans as we are, it's still very confusing. So imagine, you know, somebody that's only 20 issues into the series or something You're coming right. upon these characters. It's like, it's just, I don't know. It's good house cleaning. Yeah, yeah. It's I'm I'm happy to see him go in a way. They've kind of yeah. fit their need in the story. You know, Malcolm had that flashback with Wildstar. What, what did we say? What issue was that? But uh, that ended uh, up being uh, like issue. I got it right here. It's issue one sixty six. Yeah, which was a, a major plot point in the series, and that's wrapped up. I think it's time to say goodbye to these guys. Yeah. They're good. not owned by Eric. He can't really do what he wants with them. So. Right. And that really was, I think, the jump from 77 to, like, I mean, I'm sure he popped up at some point, but, like, those are the significant issues. You know, 77, 166, you know, they're hugely apart, so... Yeah, yeah, it's 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 good to see these guys sort of exit the book, and, and it's, it's they're getting even more complicated because we're getting like 
multiple versions in this book. So we have like the guys, you know, the characters from the image universe, which helped save Malcolm and, you know, a bunch of the kids and threw them into dimension X and they got trapped in dimension X as well. And then you had the savage world version of Wildstar, And, you know, now we have duplicates. I think one of the panels here, you see Skylark kind of absorb herself, but it's not really clear. I think she, she, there are two of them and they merge together to become one. I'm not really sure what her powers are, but, the way she talks. Yeah, and that's that's what I'm saying. I mean, like her series came out like 15, 20. Well, the Wildstar series came out so long ago. It's like, how do you expect people to remember what these characters do? And it's like, you just gotta you gotta do some research. It's a lot of work. But yeah, it, it, it's cool. It's cool to. It, it's funny because I think it's become apparent that there is a very or unlike a lot of comics where it's like just a hard like continuity reboot the world blows up and now we're in a new dimension where everything's close this this book's going through sort of a very organic realistic kind of a reboot where loose ends are being tied up left and right characters are sort of being like okay my business is done you know let's leave chicago so, we see yeah. that a lot this episode, this this issue too, and we'll talk about it as we go. But right. there's a ton of that happening, and it kind of uh, you can tell that there's going to be a major change coming up because you see Eric tying up all these plots and characters. Well, move it, well, well, right after uh, Wildstar and his gang take off, Rex uh, and uh, Hortus drop a bombshell that they're going to be joining SOS and moving to Washington, like a lot of people. <laughs> Yeah, so right now, who do we have on the SOS? We have Angel. Super Patriot, Super Angel, Patriot. Rex, and Horridus. That's all the ones we know. Yeah, and, and then we'll, we'll find think... out, you know, we'll speculate a bit more in this issue. <laughs> yeah, right, right. So, but, uh, so I... the whole reason Malcolm's come down to see Rex is because Rex, of course, uh, he fought in World War II and is considered a quote-unquote golden age hero in the context of the book. So Malcolm mm-hmm. comes asking for advice about the claw, but apparently Rex didn't really encounter him very much during his time as a superhero. So, uh, yeah. And he's real matter of fact about it anyway. He's like, yeah, hey, you know, I mean, we'll fight him if he comes back, but, uh, nah, I don't really know anything and that's not my priority right now. Right. It's, it's so funny. Rex is Eric such a douche. Yeah. I was going to say the same thing. He always is like that. He's like, Eric always keeps him in character like that, which is kind of cool. But he always is like, you know, eh, it's not good for him, then forget it. Yeah, even when he was human, he was like this. He was always like, I need you to do this for me, but eh, I don't really care about anything that's going on with you. <laughs> he's just, it's funny. He's 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 got a good characterization. He's just like a super nerd scientist that's not very social. He doesn't know how to interact with people. He doesn't know how to like help people out. He's just he's just kind of a big egghead, it That's seems like. That's probably why he gets along with Hordius so so smashingly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They're a great couple. A couple of introverts found themselves found each other. They have sex, of which uh, Hordius tends to <laughs> remind us of constantly. It's fantastic. <laughs> Nah, but so they're pretty much gone. And then the next page, boom, little wise guys. 
Yeah. So they're um, uh, what were they hunting for? They're they're looking around for the claw, right? They're uh they're trying to get a beat on what the claw's up to, and uh, they start dropping like flies, uh, getting picked off one by one until only it's uh, PJ. No, yeah, is it PJ? Yeah, PJ. PJ is yep. left. The newest little wise guy. Right. What whatever happened to Darnell Washington? Darnell. Remember that was like it was like Malcolm, PJ, and Darnell were like friends. And then Darnell just kind of disappeared. Which one was Darnell? Darnell wasn't... He was just kind of like the normal-looking teen, kind of... He was just like a tall dude with a afro. Oh, yeah. I don't really just remember. Remember they it, played basketball against the little wise guys in one issue? That's and stuff right. Like that. But the, the, for the first... You know, when you first saw PJ, it was just like him, Malcolm, and Darnell. And then... Like, that Darnell character just kind of disappeared, and PJ joined the little wise guys. Anyway. <laughs> I like I to know. think he's in a better place. And by that, I mean <laughs> I hope he died. In the alien invasion. That's exactly what I was thinking. If the spoon can't survive the alien invasion. Hey, remember well, remember like a couple of, uh, almost like four or five episodes ago when I couldn't remember what the tall little wise guy's name was and I was calling him Hayseed and stuff like that? Yeah. Well, apparently his name's Scarecrow, so I wasn't that far off. <laughs> Hayseed. Hayseed is good, though. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, only PJ is left, and then you flip the page, and the verdict is dropped. Savage Dragon is pronounced guilty. And sentenced to death. Hooray! Oh, wait. <laughs> well, we I get John Day, a John Day cameo in the background, too. And Judge Coffin. Love that sinister... <laughs> love that sinister unchanging face <laughs> every panel of judge coffin is the same exact stat panel sees no reason to reduce the sentence death <laughs> now the next two page two pages are pretty awesome and uh for the reader it all depends and maybe jim you can kind of clue us in you read this digitally right i did yes, and it was not presented as a two-page spread in my edition, but I presume that it has the claws face facing Daredevil's face. Yeah, which I thought was totally awesome. See, unfortunately, awesome. unfortunately, in my edition, it was broken up into two separate pages. So I see the claws face and his talking, and then I turn the page and I see Daredevil's face and his interaction with Malcolm. And on one hand, that works okay, but it definitely would have probably been a better idea to present it as a two-page spread. Yeah, it's awesome. I mean, because they're really not talking to each other, but when you open it up, it looks like they're facing off against each other. Exactly. And it's so cool because on in the printed book, Daredevil's face is almost like what a full size face would be. You know, yeah. like it's it's pretty damn awesome. I don't think I've ever seen that done in comics. I mean, it's maybe sweet. it's been done. I don't know, but you know, it's maybe sweet. Larson's homaging some something. But if not, it's a pretty cool concept. It's definitely awesome because, like, with these two pages, like, just overall, they are setting things up for these two characters to clash. So the yeah. fact that, like, the page where it's, like, the claw doing all his setup, and then the next page is, like, Daredevil getting news, you know, and he's deciding he's going to do something. You know, it's awesome to have these two, like, opposite of each other. And like you said, you flip the page and they're facing off. It's sweet. It's really cool. 
Yeah, it's all the bad guys on one page, you know, and the same exact panel scheme and all the good guys on the other page, but their two heads are facing each other. And I like how, like, uh, the Claws page has kind of got, like, the hot colors, like the yellows and orange and yellows. And the Daredevil page has got the cool colors, like the blues and purples. It just, right, yeah. It's just a cool – it's just set up really cool. Speaking it's of coloring, awesome we, we didn't really talk about this yet, but uh, apparently this issue is a sort of a color experiment, like the previous issue. Mm-hmm. But it seems much more, um, I guess, uh, colorful. I would say that the claw himself is the easiest thing to see the difference in because whatever they did, whether it's like a spot color or something like that, he seems so much more vibrant in this issue than he has in any of the other issues. Right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's like really vibrant. Yeah, it's just, you know, it seems just like they've kind of pulled back a little bit on all the color effects you don't get any flares or anything like that right what seems to be going on is um they're flatting the backgrounds but they're detailing the the foreground characters which is sort of making them pop a little bit more i think Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i hadn't noticed till you said that but i think you're right on the money yeah i think you are right yeah that's a good good observation because i was kind of like wondering what the experiment was but yeah i think you're 100 percent right so you're saying all the foreground characters are colored you know normally but the backgrounds are kept a little bit more solid color yeah which means the the foreground characters the important stuff is popping right off the page at you that is a damn that is a damn fine observation yeah i agree i like it I think it worked. I really like the way this issue looked. So uh, we get to see those uh, the the creatures of the claw has been uh, growing, <laughs> and uh, they're winged devil creatures with a single horn. <laughs> I love it, right in a, like a unicorn horn. Yeah, and they got Pretty little wild. striped shorts. <laughs> I don't know who makes all their shorts. Probably Thunderhead. <laughs> <laughs> so faster, you fool! <laughs> the dude's like, I don't know if it's such a good idea. <laughs> Shut up! Yeah, like, <laughs> I like how like they need to put like clothes on them too. It's just like you know, you just made this army of mutants. Who cares if they're naked? They're just gonna attack things. <laughs> and it's beautifully simpleton. I mean, like he's just the claws plans never get complex. Grow an army of mutants? Attack! Yeah, just kill da- Daredevil, at least. Because Daredevil is the most important obstacle in his way. There's <laughs> nobody else. Ah, oh, lordy. The main thing to take away from the Daredevil half of this equation is that PJ makes his way over to tell Malcolm that the little wise guys are gone. They're missing. And, and Daredevil's... He 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 is so sure the claw is responsible. That's right. <laughs> Nobody else. And at the same time, Malcolm gets a call telling him that the claw's coming. He's on his way. <laughs> Daredevil's all what? Yeah, I love that. That's his lone conch. Who? <laughs> uh, he's a fool. <laughs> but then we get to the actual situation of the little wise guys, and uh, things aren't great. 
That was, a, that was a messed up page, man. I was not expecting that. If I remember correctly, the little wise guys were captured by Dart previously, and she hung them upside down over, like, something. But Daredevil came along and saved them. But She uh, at least killed one of them at one point. That well, no, she killed, she killed two of them, definitely. I believe we saw her grind one up, and then another one disappeared off panel and was referred to. Really? I, th- I thought it was just one. I but. think it, that was what happened. I only know of the one because the one died so gruesomely. Right. He was yeah. Jock. Right. Yeah. Maybe you're right. For some reason, I thought she killed two. I thought there were five. Who's actually a nerd. Right. The nerdy one. <laughs> oh, I didn't the even realize that the nerdy kid was named Jock. <laughs> I got to be honest. I did not see this coming. What? Her I mean, just- I knew... I didn't see Eric just slaughtering all the wise guys. And it's kind of funny. I remember for a while, like, around, like, between, I don't know, it seemed like issue 120 to 130 when Eric almost tried to make Savage Dragon, like, a kid-friendly book. No, that was, that was even earlier. That was, like, 101 was through, like, 108. I think I did a read-read through once. I don't know. That was during the Fantastic Four-ish era. And I discovered yeah. that basically the issue where Dart gets her head punched off by Mako was basically the end of that. And that was that, that was like issue one hundred and eight, I think. No, so it was a very short know. period of it time. It just seemed like you know there was like the Santa Claus issue, and there was like you know it was like <laughs> what is going on, and the, and then just to see like panels like this where he just basically takes children and just lops their heads off, <laughs> it's just awesome. Yeah, but they're it's like they're like ninety years old. It's okay. <laughs> that's one way I hadn't realized it, but that's one way to look at it. These aren't exactly kids we're seeing getting slaughtered here. I just, I've said it before, I'll say it again, I love Dart more as a villain than as a hero. Oh yeah, Allison oh, yeah. is yeah. absurdly cool when she's, like, crazy. I think she kind of sucks as a hero, but, like, for some reason, just being evil, and is that the god sword? Oh yeah, she's had that yeah, for a while. Yeah. See, yep. so now, she's probably immortal, has the god sword, she's, like, stepping up, you know, as a badass. I think she needs a new costume now. Yeah. I think new costumes in order. New villain costume. Dark Dart. <laughs> That's one thing, you know, it seems like Eric does, you know, he's done almost every kind of kind of uh, comic thing, you know, that's been done, but he doesn't really do uh, costume redesigns. A bold you know new saying? look. Yeah, you know, you got like Invincible's got a new co- I mean, Dragon doesn't have a costume, but, you know, other characters. You don't see any of his other major characters get a Unless I'm forgetting something, but I don't think he's really gone that that route and, and given like a long-standing character a redesign. I think even you're if right. it is temporary. I think it's usually subtle, like when Star had long hair and then it all got burnt off. Uh, that's true. Yeah, it's always usually subtle stuff. But I think that in terms of the Star thing was like Star was a new character and the look just wasn't working for Eric and right didn't like it. Well, but in terms forget- of like. When Savage World kicked off, Mighty Man got his his uh, Golden Age logo back because all the backstory, yep. all the backstory that brought about the new logo, went away. That's true. Yep, yep. But you didn't see like a you know, like you know maybe uh, Super Patriot. Uh, you know, you know. I mean, you look at the Marvel characters. How many redesigns Captain America has had? Right. You know, he, he, they eventually goes back to his original, but. Or Spider Man, or Iron Man, or whatever. I guess you know Rex Dexter in a way. You could say he's kind of had a few mutations and stuff yeah, like that. Mostly but, his head changes. But Eric really <laughs> overall, I guess what I'm trying to say is Eric really hasn't done much in that 
kind of. Uh, yeah, he doesn't really change his character designs that often. So we nominate Dart, right? Like we totally yes, want to see yes. her evil. Yes, I want to see evil Dart. And give her a I new little say, headpiece. From the, <laughs> I love that it's a little triangle with a dart on it. <laughs> Water headpiece. Yeah. yeah. Can I just say that for the, on a coloring thing, the fact that they colored that one little wise guy that's getting stabbed in the neck, they colored his eyes the way they did in that panel. Right. They just seemed to make it worse. It did. Yes. It freaks me out. Yeah. He's like, oh. I don't like looking at it. it scares me. <laughs> the red eyes. You're getting a god sword in the throat, buddy. Ugh. <laughs> nah, it's it's awesome, though. And I guess uh, Malcolm runs uh, to the Rock House Diner to be like, Hey, bro, you gotta come save the world. Again. <laughs> <laughs> the claw's uh, coming, bro. Well, I, I, what Malcolm says here is, uh, You're the last one I can turn to. Rita has a concussion and the rest are all gone. That's really suggesting that everyone's gone. Everyone's, I don't all the I mean, why, isn't, are, hmm? why doesn't you just call the SOS and they fly over? Those guys, they get murdered by like the any Joker that rolls around. <laughs> well, they might also remember they're talking about training. Maybe the SOS is like not the those Avengers haven't assembled yet. You know what right. I mean? Right. Yeah, they all right. got slaughtered by Kerr. I mean, they're down to like like three dudes and a bunch of trainees. Yeah, That's maybe true. maybe they're not really something to be called on. I mean, Otherwise, I think they would have been showing up by now for things like when All God showed up. It was the Air Force that took him out, not like a team of anyone. Yeah, I like how, how Malcolm's like. I called the Air Force. And I just picture him like, "Hello, Air Force. <laughs> yeah. This is Malcolm." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who calls it. the Air Force? I got him on speed dial. Yeah, you know, like, how do you even know where to call to call the Air Force? I guess he's been in a situation as a superhero is the only. Only thing I, I can think of, yeah. Rock uh, insinuates here, though, that uh, seems like everybody wants me to be a superhero these days. So it's kind of, with that little bit of dialogue loaded, you can assume he's going to the SOS. Who, Rock? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll get to that next, but um, with the claw attacks, of course, and it's down to apparently Malcolm, Daredevil, Rock, and uh, Widow. That's not the oh, super team you want. Before you get to that, oh, no? it seems as if John Day, Makes a after going to the trial, likes to stop at the diner for a burger. Oh, <laughs> yep, there he is. Is he in the same clothes? Let me check real quick. <laughs> it is. No? Well, maybe. Tie and check yeah. the shirt. Sure. I sure do hate that Dragon got that death sentence. Think I'll go get a burger. Two John Day, episode, two John Day appearances in one issue. We're being rewarded here, folks. <laughs> we went from nothing to, like, it's from feast to famine, that's all. So this is a feast. Enjoy it. So anyway, that were you guys talking talking about this double-page spread? Spread, yes. The punch you awesome. in the mouth, awesome. Look that at those popping colors. That is an awesome spread. <laughs> that's all. It's freaking sick. And I love that lady's tights in the lower left-hand corner. I was just noticing that. There's a lot of detail in those tights. They're lavish. Did you guys notice that Eric actually drew a car that wasn't, like, box-shaped? <laughs> There's a few cars on that. Oh. You got your box car in front of it and a bus behind yeah. that. And your uh, circle headlights. 
Yeah, that's you, the new model. It's a Porsche. Yeah. <laughs> now this is a badass page, though. He's, I mean, wow, he's like his leg, the claw's leg is like behind buildings, so he's like taller than buildings. He is fucking huge. This is like Godzilla attacks. Where's Osama bin Laden when you need him? You just can't believe that this guy fought Daredevil. <laughs> He's so much more awesome than Daredevil. Yeah. Daredevil is just like a man with a special, well, what, extra training or something? Yeah. He's a jungle orphan. He's got some angel blood in him. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Forgot about that. I do like how the when the Air Force attacks him, it actually hurts him. Yeah, because the Air so Force... even though in, he's huge, he still gets hurt. Well, the Air Force in, like, Savage Dragon's world, you know, I was thinking about that when they're like, oh, the claw can grow. And, you know, we saw them blow the shit out of All God. That's true. So, they're kind of like... And Osama Bin Laden. So, I was thinking that the Air Force was going to be, you know, blowing the claw up. But now nah, they, they could only hurt him. At least these planes look a little bit more like planes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, the big thing is that uh, the claw was betrayed. He realizes it, you know. The Air Force here already? <laughs> Ace chasing Thunderhead. Squishes him. Yeah, that, yeah, the Thunderhead gets... Oh, yeah, you're talking about Thunderhead betraying? Yeah, he was oh, the one yeah. who made the, the, the cell phone call. Apparently, uh... The claw didn't take into account cell service in his master oh. plan. Yeah, choom. Thunderhead you know, just cannot catch a break. You get that great panel of a uh, widow shooting a web out of her butt into like one of the mutants' face. <laughs> Always a great gag. Yeah, yeah unfortunately, and- the diner is getting wrecked again. <laughs> which sucks because I love the Rock House Diner. I think the Rock House Diner has been decimated at least like 10 times. It's worse than the X Mansion at this point. Yeah. You know, I got a little bit worried when the club, you know, built up his I beams here in the last page. I was terrified about turning the next page. Oh, yeah. Because you know how that goes. I thought someone's right. ass was grass. I thought Malcolm was going to, like, get cut in half or something. Quite the opposite, chum. Yeah, apparently. Once. I was actually, I was, how did you guys feel about this? I was pretty shocked. I, I mean, you turn the page. It was pretty sudden, and you know, this this kind of falls back on my, I think Eric Larson may overstate how sharp metal objects are. <laughs> There's always been yeah. that thing about cutting force has the ability to penetrate, whereas, like, bullets don't. Yeah. Like, Dragon's toughness was described as bullets aren't going to penetrate him, but a hard stab with a knife will go right into his skin. Yeah, which, yeah, yeah. I don't know, it's just, it's often, it's it's weird. I mean, Claw gets decapitated with a boomerang. Now, like I said, Daredevil has enhanced strength now because he got a blood transfusion from Angel Dragon, so he's a little bit stronger than he used to be, but this still seems exceedingly over the top. I loved it. I, loved I mean, it's great that the claw is gone because, frankly, I'm glad. But uh, it just does seem pretty easy, I guess, at the end I, of the day. I was pretty shocked about how quick claws kind of put to rest. 
I thought, you know, I'm kind of glad in a way. I thought Cloud's kind of a cool character, but at the same time, I mean, I feel almost the same way about Daredevil. I'm not the biggest fan of, you know, other characters brought into this book, not Eric's. Because I feel like Eric feels the need to kind of keep them in their mold. And I don't know. The Claw was, he was a funny character. I didn't take him too seriously. He's he's kind of one note is what he is. Yeah, but I just feel like, I like it when Eric builds things up. You know, when we had like The Fiend and... It would be kind of lurking in the shadows for like twenty issues, then come out strong, and it would be like this huge, you know, this big arc. Or, you know, when Dark Lord first came out, it's like I kind of long for that character again, that like bad guy that takes a little while to build up, but then when he comes out, he's like a major force. And I thought maybe the Claw would be that way, but it was like as soon as the Claw came out, it was he's done now, and it was well, like that's it. Let's just hope that Dart doesn't get decapitated anytime soon. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I don't think you're going to take Dart out with a boomerang. She's too much of a ninja. <laughs> yeah. But I think Dart is sort of being built up to be what you want. Oh, yeah. In many definitely. respects. If the whole only, time, if, I was like, yeah. We're de- I'm definitely hoping there's a payoff on Dart. That she becomes a threat. A serious threat for a period of time. It mm-hmm. is. It isn't stopped with a single blow, as seems to happen sometimes. <laughs> the claw, though, yeah. thing with him, his death was awesome because it was kind of surprising, right? And everything. And I think I feel like you guys, where it was like as awesome as he was, he was kind of like a guy without much of a future unless he grew and changed. You know, like he would have to change from what he is, like. The whole thing, they were like, oh, you know, it's just the world's not that simple. You just can't be that simple. And boom, you know, he, he learns real hard here that he can't be the simpleton that just wants to go and attack Chicago with an army of mutants. Right. It's not, it, does, it takes more than that. It takes, you know, a little bit of subtlety. Yeah. What I, what I get out of, like, Savage Dragon is that, you know, this is just basically Eric having fun, doing what he wants, how he wants to do it. And, you know, we're just on, along for the ride. But I kind of feel like with, with Daredevil, I could be totally wrong on this, but the feeling I get with Daredevil and the Claw is that at one point Eric really got into Golden Age comics. And right. he liked Daredevil and the Claw, and he's like, oh, I, I want to play around with these guys, you know. I, he just liked them so much he wanted to play around with them, and he wanted to give it his, his own kind of closure on the story. And... uh just throw it in Savage Dragon and, and make it happen because that's, you know, he wasn't going to start a new comic with them. I don't know if that would really sell, but I think he's just doing what is fun to him, you know? It's just, you know, like I said, he probably got into that phase where he, it seemed like he got into Golden Age comics pretty hardcore. and Right. It's like, hey, uh, you know. And now it's just come to the end of its run. Now he's said what he wanted to say and now he's moving yeah, on. Yeah, he had fun playing with the characters. He'll probably keep Daredevil along as just a... SOS guy in the background. I mean, the little wise guys got killed off. There's closure here with the claw. You know, Eric had fun playing with them. It's run its course, like you said. And let's move on. But it's a good way to push Daredevil from his Golden Age roots into more modern stories. Is to sort of eliminate all ties to the past like that. That's true. That that's a good thought. Be interesting but to see I, you know, if much more happens with Daredevil now that he's also out of the picture. 
Yeah, because right, right. uh, Daredevil decides at the end here that he's going to go off and join SOS. Yeah, and uh, also want to add, even Rock is like, "There's no way we can afford to rebuild." So, what? Never didn't pay your uh, your uh, business insurance, Rock. <laughs> Who would insure him at this point? It's got to be tough being a super freak in Chicago. <laughs> yes, I, like you said, I wouldn't be surprised to see him go. Who, Rock? Yeah, yeah. I, my suspicion is Rock and Widow are going to go join SOS as well as a as their only option. Yeah, because yeah. if they can't rebuild again, they don't have a lot of options. Which is cool because then that gives you like a superhero team full of, you know, the rest of the, you know, the remaining kind of major heroes. Right, and what it also does is leaves Malcolm all alone in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Which is what I'm thinking is what the 193 soft jumping on point is going to be all about is Sh- uh, Malcolm versus all of Chicago by himself. Mm. I'm beginning to think that may be more of what things are moving towards is that, you know, Malcolm on his own. I feel like that's where it's going and, uh, it's kind of cool that, like I said, it's not happening in a giant cataclysmic Galactus eats the world fireball. It's just that everyone has their organic reasons to leave. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Malcolm still got what? Is he still in high school? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So he's still got high school to go, you know? Two years, right? Something like that, I think, yeah. Also, just quick on Daredevil, he is one serious deadbeat dad. Yeah. <laughs> He took uh, PJ under his wing, and now he's just walking away. Yeah. Sorry, kid. You're immortal. (laughs) Bye. You're you're Gary. You're the new Gary Coleman. (laughs) Uh, How about this this page where they flash back to... They flash to a dragon in jail. I think this is my favorite page in the book. Yeah. (laughs) Dragon staring down all all the prisoners. Yeah, you get this one kind of freak guy. It's like, hey, Savage Dragon, here he is. Heard you got yourself a death sentence. He's like, you know, we want to move up your execution date. And, you know, Dragon just kind of stares him in the eye. I'm going to say this once. The only reason you're alive is because I decided to let you live. Don't change my mind. And the the face on the guy is priceless. He's just like, fudge. (laughs) The guy just seriously crapped his pants. You could just take a marker and write poot as a sound effect <laughs> underneath it. It's the exact same thing, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Just, yeah, it's great. Yeah, that's page. a great scene. That that's basically is that that's dragons. I'm not locked up in here with you. You're locked up here with me moment. Yeah. I love when when Larson does kind of a close-up detailed shot of dragon's face and stuff. It just looks cool as hell. And he's grizzled these days, so there's even more reason for there to be lines in his face. Yep. And we talked about the last page, kind of Malcolm going off on his own. He IDs the corpses of the little wise guys and abandons PJ, and Malcolm (laughs) is just like, I'm out. (laughs) I'm going to go bang your sister. (laughs) Exactly. Washington, eh? And we got no backup this issue, but we got like seven pages of letters, which is cool. I'm, uh, I like backups, but it's cool to see that a lot of people are writing in. 
there was a tiny, like a tiny. Oh, that's thing. right. Yeah. Yeah. Tiny. Yeah. So to me, I was very happy because you get that tiny little toasty pie, toastest pies back up. And if you really don't read the letter columns, make it your toilet reading. Because for the love of God, there's gold in these pages. Like the Mr. Glum theme song. <laughs> yeah. I just like uh, Gavin's email and, and yeah, Benny. Did you read Gavin's email. letter? Because I'm reading it right now. And it's just like answer. Like I think it's hilarious that Eric actually like answered. It gives in and gives names and thinks of names for all of these guys that have, have like showed up for like a half a panel. <laughs> Harry you know Hyman. I didn't read that one. My God, fantastic! Inventor of the Dragon Slayers. Do you know the scientist who's looking into Dragon's origin and is later killed off by the Tyranians is Dilbert Dusseldorf? <laughs> Charlie Braun. Good grief. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Brenda Funk. <laughs> so we did sort of get a backup. There's a comic on the back of the comic, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what that's what Raven was talking about, the Toastus pie. Toastus pie is diplomacy. Poor Obama. You know what he needs. Toastus pies. I really that's... big ups to the artist and the colorist on that backup. I mean, you know, that's the bomb. You guys did good. And that's uh Scott James, he did a backup in Savage Dragon. Um what's his name? And then an Alex backup, right? Yeah, that's the one where Alex was alone going to save angel or something or angel backed her up or something i think of the right one i can't remember i think so yeah he's a great artist i like his stuff it it complements larson's style but it's very much his own but he gets the fit right yeah he draws a badass dragon anyone that, that can get dragon pretty decently done is okay in my book with a large kind of upper body and the Small legs, and the the fin done right. It's pretty much uh, all you need, really. Yeah. Also, the toastest pies mascot. He looks like powdered toast man's head. He does a powdered toast man. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) And as a bonus, invisible Sam, the unremarkable man on the back. Oh, it's Adams. That's right. Adam stuff. Oh, it's Adam by Adam Purit and David Seltzer. So this this Slutzer. issue was just choked with goodness. <laughs> choked with it. It was there was a lot of stuff to chew on this issue. Yeah, and there's a lot of things going on. But um we're gonna bring back a little feature we haven't done in a while, the retro reviews. Just real quick, we're gonna talk about uh, Savage Dragon one forty eight. Which was the first appearance of the little wise guys. We figure we'll uh, give them a send-off by seeing where they began. First and last. And 148 actually was kind of like an introduction to Daredevil. And if I remember correctly, this was given away as a free comic book day issue, right? It was. It was free, free comic book day 2009, I believe. And Four the, years ago already. Yeah, the free comic book edition only had the main story. It didn't have any backups or extras. But uh, you did get the full twenty-page story, which was a really good deal, and I believe it came out the week it was the the comic was supposed to come out, right? So it was like the regular issue. 
It was. I got both. I yes. unfortunately did not get the free one. I only got the paid one. Yeah. There's they're the same. I mean, I think the free one didn't have the backups. I want to say no way. Yeah. I'm thinking it I'm probably I'm had wrong? image ads on the back cover or something. I feel like yeah, there was some compromise. I feel like with the real issue, you got the backups and the Charles Atlas and then the Daredevil ad and stuff. And I feel like on yeah. the free one, maybe you didn't get that stuff. But yeah. enough about that. So this issue was, I believe, a few issues after the the Golden Age heroes had been freed from uh, Solar Man after Solar Man had been killed. Yeah, they were like in suspended animation in some kind of like orb thing or something, right? Right, and that's where that's where uh, Daredevil and the little wise guys were throughout the uh, ever since their disappearance in the Golden Age. You know, I actually thought we'd see a lot more Golden Age characters after that happened. Well, we get a f- have. we get a few, but we don't see a lot of them. We see like Silver Streak, I think, at one point. Yeah, he book, visits but... Malcolm in the hospital. Yeah, but we really don't see like a lot of the guys. No, that's true. You get the idea that maybe they're uh, not in Chicago, even. That's true. Maybe that's... they are. They are never around. Yeah. Yeah, because you'd figure you know any kind of big crisis they would all come, but yeah, you're probably right. They're probably not. They'll probably spread all out now. It would make sense. Yeah, I, so- uh, I gotta say, uh, I love the Daredevil logo. Oh yeah. And I'm I'm probably skipping ahead. Maybe just this book kind of you know you get the first four pages of just kind of like flashbacks, like you know, uh, is it Dragon writing his book or something? And it's I don't know if it's supposed to be text from uh, his book because at one point didn't he write a Wait book? Wait a on minute. His Wait a minute. You're talking about the our story thus far. Yeah. Okay. So you're reading the free comic book day issue, right? Is that is that at the beginning I, of the book? Yeah. Because oh. in the in in the pay one, it's reprinted in the back. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, our story uh, thus far is a backup. Yeah. I'm I'm reading the pay one, and that is just like Jim said in the back after the letter column. Yes. Gotcha. gotcha. Before Ethereum. Ethereum. Huh. Well, that's cool. That was meant to uh, bring free comic day people into the Savage Dragon fold. Yeah, and this is actually yeah, definitely. yeah, and it's a really good recap in my opinion. It really brings it together uh, clearly. I think. Right. Right. Yeah. And it kind of just glosses over some important, unimportant details. It, like I think it completely it's... glosses over the Savage World details. Yeah, it just kind of makes you think it's like one continuous story, which is cool. Sometimes I like to think that's what happened. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, it gives you in the free book, I guess it comes that comes first and it kind of gives a new reader a kind of a recap on everything. But um then we jump into the story and I have to admit I love the Daredevil logo. Oh, yes. and Awesome. We can't. I guess he can't use it on the cover anymore because of Marvel's Daredevil. But I think it's an awesome looking logo. Yeah, it's all thick and like not straight. <laughs> it's kind of like cartoony. Like it kind of makes you think of like Captain Marvel type. Which you Daredevil kind of you know according to everything Eric says was a book that became more about the little wise guys anyway. So right. you got to think little kids were probably the audience for that mostly. 
So it makes sense that his logo would be like, you know. (laughs) Definitely. That guy on the uh, double page spread has a wicked cauliflower ear. Yeah. You know, ugly are those uglies unlimited or whatever that group was. This is, this is such a weird time in the book. I feel like the direction during this time was a little off. Yeah, I feel a little confused because for some reason during this time period, I thought all the double page spreads were done in like boxes, and that this is a full bleed. So my memories aren't very clear on what style he was going for at this period. Yeah, I don't. I just I never got the whole uglies unlimited thing and the freak out thing. Do you guys remember that? With yeah, the, well, this that was I all just, dur- that was all during Back in Blue. I believe this is part of the initial Back in Blue arc, right? I yes. want to I want to say yep. the issue before is when Back in actually this is, might be the second issue after Back in Blue. Yeah, I think so. But uh, during but, that, it's kind of all kind of a setup to when Dragon gets killed. Or gets replaced by virus at least, or Kerr's return. That's all. That's right. all. What this 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 period is all about: getting Kerr's return set up. Right, right. But I mean, what what? How did the whole Uglies Unlimited thing resolve itself? Are Wait, I, I thought Uglies around? Unlimited was just a, just a band of butt ugly looking guys that Dragon randomly fights sometimes. I didn't. Yeah, I know, but I'm I just saying what happened to that. I I well, I thought it all had to do with that freak out stuff. Well, it might have been. I think. Freak out was uh was put in like the water supply or something right yeah and it shook out that she dragon basically got mutated and Kerr beat her up and she reverted back and blew the lid off it or something yeah I think it wrapped up but like it wasn't a huge event or anything yeah it, was it, kind it of seemed like, like it started off big and it kind of fizzled out yeah it was like a background detail of all the other stuff going on in some respects. Yeah. On a coloring note, too, I will say it's funny for us to jump from uh, the 188 to this one, uh, because you can see here in 148, very much, there's a lot of the um, use of screen, right. and like uh, the lens flare, especially here, I'm looking at the pages of uh, Daredevil and Dragon in the bar, and you can see the way the lighting is like lighting up sort of the like, you know, smoky bar colors and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So it's really cool, like the difference, and the glasses have color holds on them, which is where the mm-hmm. line work gets colored, like yep, kind of yep, Disney yep. style. So it's funny yep. if you really want a stark contrast between like color experiments, like when the little wise guy showed up to like, you know, <laughs> when they died. <laughs> it's this huge difference there. Yeah, definitely, definitely. This 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 whole issue is pretty much you know Dragon getting to know Daredevil and that scene's funny you talk about it. they're in the bar and I think Daredevil's drinking like milk or something <laughs> and uh, and Dragon's telling him how the bad guys are a lot worse now than they were in his day and he's like you know nastier than the Nazis I doubt that and he's like I fought Hil-, you know Daredevil's like I fought Hitler remember and then Dragon's like yeah I fought him too I wasn't impressed and because he <laughs> fought Brainy Ape you know. It's a good, uh, it's great conversation just between the two of them there. Right. Oh, yeah, but he's actually, I just didn't even realize, he's actually literally introducing the little wise guys on that page. And he's like, remember when I said there were five of us? Ha ha ha. Oh, this is good milk, golly. 
And then you flip the page and bam. Yeah, bam. (laughs) But uh, I guess you guys are right because there are only four little wise guys. Yeah. Jock. Jock the nerd. Jock's the one that got shut down at garbage disposal. Yeah, yeah. Look at his shorts. (laughs) Can I tell you guys that I'm so glad these little wise guys are gone? I never liked them. The minute I, I saw them, I was like, they are going to die horribly, and I'm going to love it. Little did you know, it only you know took, what, 40 issues or something? Well, well, I think Jock dies in like the next two. Yeah. I I just, I never caught on to the little wise guys. Like I said, I think Eric was just in his, yeah. got into Golden Age comics and wanted to play around with the characters. But he wanted I his just, newsboy legion. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I think the inclusion of their blood giving you somewhat immortality in a book where death really does matter. I think that they did important things for the book, but Mm -hmm. I feel also too. And he even, I'm pretty sure that he said it in the Russ Burlingame, uh, Q and a that in the original issues, uh, of daredevil, the little wise guys ended up pushing daredevil to the background. Right. And he said he felt like the exact same thing happened in savage dragon. Yeah. So that was one of the reasons why they got the axe. Literally. Oh, yeah. Yeah, literally. <laughs> I, I was not trying to be clipped. Or sword. Got the sword. <laughs> I think I think this, this issue, too, is kind of like our first taste of uh, Dart well, that's, that's, uh, as a to, villain. I was about to say something. This is, this is, this is, coincidentally, I don't know if that was intentional, but this is the first issue that Allison makes her appearance as the new Dart. Or at least is established that she is the new Dart. And she's right. evil as shit. Yeah, I mean, and here's the situation. Angel and Malcolm, who is skinny-armed Malcolm, which I will always love, <laughs> um, they have been kidnapped by the new Dart. They're probably lucky they didn't get decapitated. It was, it was, they were not, they weren't looking in a good way. I mean, they were, you know, they were ready to go almost. You get to, in this issue. You get to see it's funny. You uh, see, get to see isn't Allison babysitting? There's a flashback there. Apparently, she's oh, okay. babysitting uh, Savage World Angel okay. uh, when because uh, this is after uh, Jennifer died. Oh, and yeah. we've seen we've seen that in old issues back in the early issues of Dragon. She made an appearance as a babysitter before. Yeah, yeah. So even back in the Image Universe, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. that's right. I like um. Uh, you know you, this issue we don't have to go page by page but it's you know it's a lot of kind of a lot of pages just kind of uh, daredevil and uh dragon looking for his kids and just flying around the city and like just for like a good three or four pages it's just like daredevil bouncing all around swinging he's upside down he's like you know just doing all these different somersaults and stuff it's kind of funny yeah where dragon is just sort of running and jumping just running behind him, and Daredevil is just, you know, I don't know. He's very Spider-Man-esque looking. Yeah. I find it funny that the little wise guys in this scene are, uh, they're wandering around in, like, the worst part of, like, Chicago. Yeah. And, and looking, looking like they came out of the Depression. Yeah. And, and they even get picked off one by one the same way that Dart gets them in the most recent That's issue. There's a, there's, so there's a lot of callbacks. It almost seems like it's intentional. Yeah, I mean, I think, like, right away it was established 
that these guys weren't going to have a good time because they were just, you talk about like men at a time, daredevil right. drinking milk in a bar. I mean, you know, they're so out of touch. Yeah. Well, it's funny. Let's, let's go back to the callback. So, and the same things happened here where daredevil's like, you know, if anyone can find your kids, it's little wise guys. And, and the ish in 188, which we just talked about, it's the little wise guys kind of snooping around looking for the claw. So you got that, like you said, they all get picked off, like in 188, you know. You I feel like they were doing it again. <laughs> it's funny, there are a lot of parallels between their first appearance here and their, last, their last appearance. Yeah, yeah. Big time. My, uh, my all-time favorite thing about this book is the Vicious Circle characters that appear. You mean Chaos and Control? Chaos and control. I think this is the last time we've seen him. I don't think he's appeared since. Oh yeah, good. And then we get a couple of new guys, and uh, they look really awesome. The chick with the giant V for a head is the best. Yeah, the Dragon Ball look Z looking one. I was. I like the. I like the guy with the big swollen lips. Pucker. <laughs> is is it got a name? It's yeah, like a yeah. Name. Gavin wouldn't let it stand if he didn't. <laughs> he does have an awesome visual. Like, I guess, is his stomach stitched? It kind of looks like it is. I think he's just wearing a, a weight belt. Or is it a giant belt? <laughs> his nickname should be Anus Mouth. <laughs> Anus Mouth. I went health book on it. I tried to be, you know, respectable with the Anus Mouth. <laughs> They're little wise guys, though. You know, they're out snooping around in Chicago. And the first thing that happens in their first appearance is they get kidnapped by vicious circle thugs. So, yeah, these guys, I knew they were they were goners. So you get, for the characters, the, the one with the big V-head is victorious. Awesome. <laughs> you get Pucker. You get Iron Jaw, who's made a few appearances since. And another guy, Tech Head, which he looks kind of cool too, like the green kind of robot-looking guy. Tech Head is, uh, is on. I see his knees. <laughs> he doesn't show up till, uh, well, I think the second to the last page or third to the last page. You see him in a panel, but he's creeping up behind uh, Daredevil. He's like a green guy with all sorts of weird oh, yeah, metal yeah, yeah. things. Yeah, he's got a great look. But yeah, it's just it's it's a cool thing that Eric can just you know design these cool characters that only show up for you know <laughs> two panels in the background. It's like it's just amazing, you know what I mean? Like he just designs awesome characters, and they're so throwaway. He's got he's got characters to spare. Sure does. <laughs> Hopefully, we start to see more of them. In the future. I think that if you're setting up for a book where it's Malcolm versus Chicago, I mean, you're really setting up for a Batman style thing. Right. Where you got your one hero and then he's got a rogues gallery. Well, and that's what Larson's been saying now for a couple of months is that this book's going into the Batman Beyond phase. And he says it's going to be Malcolm and a mentor. And he doesn't come out and say it's going to be Dragon as his mentor, so... You know, I think it will be, but he's not. He's not the coming ghost out of Dragon. That. Yeah, 
But uh, I think you're absolutely right, Raven. I think it's going to be, you know, one guy versus a bunch of rogues. And when you think about it, the origin of the book, talking about creating jump on points, I mean, that's how Savage Dragon was when it started. I mean, he was Chicago's hope. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Chicago kind of has a lot of hope these days. Yeah. A lot of they're and then they're losing it. They're all going to Washington. So, <laughs> so that's the yeah. first appearance of the little wise guys. It's an okay issue. Yeah, it's not pretty bad. fun. Got some good appearances. I mean, the dart, be, dart being Dart's big return was probably the cooler part of the issue. You didn't like the fact that behind Scarecrow on the wall. It said Gavin Higginbotham, but just well, yeah, I forgot that was this 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 issue. Was it where? Look at the one where it's like the little wise guys, and like there's a panel with a dude that looks kind of like Hellboy's old like grandpa. <laughs> okay. It's uh oh Gavin Higginbotham. Yep, it's yeah. scratching the wall. There you go. See Gavin, get out of Chicago. Jeez, graffiti is a crime, man. That was a good issue and uh, a hell of a jump on point. Yeah, because that's what this was. This was being the free comic book day issue was uh, supposed to be a big jumping on issue for new readers. Now, Craig, yeah. does the pay does the pay ver- I mean, does the free version have the E three N backup? No. I doubt it. Nope. It does. It, no, it doesn't, and it wouldn't make sense to have it in there because if you're getting a free issue and it's like your only issue, and it, right, or it's your first issue, it, I think it just confuses people. It's does, got does, a, um, it's does, got the Daredevil uh, kind of write up, like the it little, does have that. Yeah. Okay, I was gonna ask. Does it have the Charles Atlas ad on the back? Yeah. That ad is live. If you want to send them, if you want to gamble a stamp, he'll make a man out of you. Still, he will. That is live. He'll send you like a giant rubber band to like tug on. <laughs> that's it. That's how your you, biceps. So you, you get <laughs> the dirt kicked on you at the beach anymore? You know, that hasn't happened to me since Charles Atlas made a man out of me. My uh, my friend gave me an awesome hardcover book, and I can't remember the name of it now. I have it somewhere. I can run and get it, but it's got all the mail-in like comic book ad stuff from like you know the 70s and stuff like that and like what you really got you know it shows you the ad and then it shows you what really came in you know like life life life-size submarine and then you get it it's like a cardboard box (laughs) that's awesome there was a fat albert episode about that (laughs) about the dangers you know how old cartoons had morals yeah The, the moral of that episode was the dangers of getting lured in by fake comic book ads because <laughs> the fat albert kids they were like we gotta get the bike and then they like they got it, it was like a toy bike it fell apart or something it was so uh, that's hilarious yeah man you find the yeah. name of that hardcover that sounds awesome yeah i'll uh i'll look it up man we'll mention it on the next episode or something like that but uh I have it sitting in my house somewhere, but I've uh, I've looked that book over three or four times. It's a really fun book. And damn it, that was the first appearance and the last appearance of the Little Wise Guys. Good rinse. I, sorry, Good guys. Rinse. I, I don't like them. I'm I think, glad they're gone. 
I was just, I wanted him to die. And I guess that's screwed up. But like the minute I saw him, I was like, oh yeah, these guys are going to get killed. That's <laughs> Hold not. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Holding on. Not, 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 not as a. This is issue 148, and they died in issue 188. They're around mm-hmm. for exactly 40 issues. Yep. I find that funny. Just as long as Abraham from Walking Dead. And when he died, I felt like he was barely around either. And then you're like, whoa, he was in the comic for 40, 40. issues. Yeah, that's a ton of issues. It is. That is it a is. lot. That's like a third that's, of the series. That's like five years. <laughs> that's, mm-hmm. And when they died, we didn't care. That's so sad. I don't think it's that we don't care. We didn't care. No, I don't that, care. Uh... <laughs> I'm just kidding. I care. No, I didn't. <laughs> I think what's sad is that I wanted him to die. That's what's sad. I, so, I, I just don't. I just didn't like the characters. I just I thought they were kind of awkward in the book. Um, yeah, they, I, I I agree that they did sometimes feel awkward, and their 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 uh, their role is a bit odd. But I sort of got what Eric was going for, and I personally was waiting until they would make that misstep and basically get their heads chopped off because the world of Savage Dragon is a rough place. Right. And you just sort of expect that thing. Oh, yeah. So, so uh, I think that's the episode. So do either of you guys remember what the solicitation for the next issue is? Why? I happen to know exactly what it says. <laughs> oh. Allow me if I may, Jim. Have at it, Raven. Savage Dragon 189. <laughs> so cheesy I love it the countdown to the single biggest change in Savage Dragon history starts here the dragon is in jail but is he locked up with his greatest enemies or are they locked up with him find out in the cage and this is the issue with Mako on the cover I right no this is the issue where they're the the logo is kind of like diagonal in the middle of the cover and it's like oh the shadow of the the prisoners on the top and like dragon kind of in the corner of the book looking up and everyone's in their like orange prison jumpsuits well this one feels like it's going to be a dragon centric issue so i think this next one's going to be awesome dragon Um, fans should be stoked i'm just stoked to read some dragon in prison fight comics it just seems you know, we went all those those issues of him being a cop, and it just seems like it just building up to now right. him being in the prison. Well, the next three issues seem like they're going to be pretty focused on Dragon in prison with this one, and the next issue's got the, the Mako fight, and then the third one's the electric chair. So the next three seem to be primarily focused around that. You think this is, like, Dragon's big blowout before, like, the book really turns over to Malcolm? Oh, it's – well, yeah, I pretty – got pretty good money that that's sort of what's building whether or not dragon actually dies or not is the big question but i'm pretty sure that die. the handover for real this time is going to be 193 yeah because it seems like you know it was kind of handed over but it's been more like you know two issues malcolm an issue dragon yeah two issues dragon issue malcolm and that seems like from everything i've heard now it's you know and from all the solicitations is that we're going to have this big Dragon-centric blowout, and then it's almost going to be, like, rebooted. Yeah. Q, 
cur- I'm curious if, you know, I think a lot of us have our doubts that Dragon's going to bite it, but there doesn't seem to be a lot of ways out that wouldn't be retreads. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, he get beamed back to space, but we've already done Space Dragon. I mean... Well, he, what and, I'm and thinking Eric's is... on record saying that Dragon just can't walk out because Stronghold Penitentiary is designed for guys like him, so... It's not like he can say, oh, wait, fuck this and go out the nearest wall. <laughs> I'm wondering if, you know, he's saying, oh, this is going to be the Batman Beyond phase, if he, like, almost literally means that in a way, like, like uh, where Malcolm and Dragon are in hiding or something. And, you know, maybe Dragon gets beamed out and he's in hiding. He doesn't go in space, but he kind of, they have some kind of hidden lair or something. I don't know. Maybe. That's a good, yeah. I mean, what's great? Even Overlord being out there, Teenage Overlord, that's another potential mentor. Not Overlord, the other one. Oh my goodness, yep, I screwed it up. Not Overlord, Dark Lord. Dark Lord. Oh he, yeah, right, yeah. Right. And he came to Earth first, so who knows where he is right now. So potentially, there's another mentor. So, I like you guys feel like the book was handed over to Malcolm, then it was kind of handed right back. And it was yeah. like, well... Okay, I'm okay with that. You know, there were still things to be said with Savage Dragon. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to whatever happens. Right, right. And I have no clue what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm at a loss what, what, how, how it's going to shake out. I got no notions. No clues. But I bet there's going to be fights. Oh, yeah. I hope you guys punching people in the head. We know that much. <laughs> uh, and death. And death. Oh, sure. Someone will die in the next three issues. Guaranteed. No more giants, though. I'm kind of done with giants for a little while. No giants? <laughs> yeah, I'm done with, like, giant claws and giant Bin Ladens and giant all gods. Let's give the giants a rest in Savage Dragon for a little bit. <laughs> you know? That, I mean, I don't think... Even Rita got knocked out, so you might have gotten your wish. She's got cool. a concussion. No more giants. Am I coming off as kind of grumpy this episode? Eh. I feel like I am. <laughs> the it's a lack of Craig. sleep for the readers. <laughs> I really did enjoy this this uh, issue 188, though. Yeah. It's a good issue. It so, um, go ahead. Sorry. No, I'm done. <laughs> so I'm done. You cut me off. I'm not going to talk. You got it. <laughs> I was just going to um, remind the listeners, uh, send us your... Question, comments, suggestions, enter the trivia at savagefincast at gmail.com. You have something you want us to talk about or address uh, that we haven't or uh, anything, you know, just uh, send us an email, savagefincast at gmail.com. Awesome. Cool. Good episode. See you next time. Talk to you later. See ya. The Savage Fincast is a part of the Gutter Trash Network and the Image Addiction family of podcasts. It can be found at either fincast.guttertrash.net or imageaddiction.net.